digital freight matching. It used to be a buzzword, but now it's a reality. Any freight broker worth their proverbial salt is investing heavily in ways to help carriers find loads and keep them within their network. But what does this technology look like? And what are important things to consider? Well, folks, it's a highly competitive industry, and for many carriers stuck with Excel spreadsheets, it can feel a little overwhelming. Well, today we're in for a deep dive into the world of load matching, but how can a broker know the load you want before you do? Well, we're going to find out in this episode of Loaded and Rolled. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling. I'm your host, Thomas Watson. The world of freight used to be built around the telephone. Back in my day, when I started as a freight broker, the magic number was 10 calls per hour and around 100 calls per shift, with the hopes of getting two to three loads booked, if you were me at least. And when I tried to ask if there was a smarter way of doing business, I was greeted with blank stares, like a caveman recommending a new form of fire. It just didn't work, I was told. Well, fast forward, and luckily for us, the technology is opening up new doors to find better ways to connect carriers with loads. Sure, you can still call carriers, but now they have thousands of loads at their fingertips. But the hard part now is finding out where you want to go. The good news is freight brokers want to help you answer that question, and they want to sell you some of their freight in the meantime. Joining us today to talk about the amazing freight technology is Jason Stewart, Director of Procurement at Circle Logistics. Jason, who's based out of Chicago, has dealt heavily with the carrier side, manages carrier relationships, and knows a thing or two about carriers. Welcome, Jason. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to have you on as well. So diving in, what's kind of the story on how Circle Logistics decided to jump into this technology and load matching game? Well, really, it was more of how do we take care of our carriers, right? What do, what do we do to ensure that we're supplementing and complementing what a carrier wants to do? And you said something in your opening more of like, oh, we're, you know, telling some uh, driver where he wants to go. No, we want to show him what what he he wants, right? It's the that driver has his, uh, you know, his needs. And, and our job is to make sure that we highlight those um, in a clean way that he gets offered the right loads at the right time. And I think that's what that's what kind of got us into it is making sure our drivers are connected with us in, in real time. And getting them connected and then trying to, you know, match them with loads. What were there uh, were there any unexpected hurdles or any cool things you found out throughout the process? Because from my experience, carriers can be notoriously difficult in even figuring out where the heck they go uh, if you look at their traditional postings and stuff. Yeah, it's you know, you talk to someone about, okay, you want this load. How often do you think, oh, I'm just here today? Um, and, and really getting our people to have deeper conversations about what is your network? Um, where do you want to go consistently? And then we input that in our system and that's what highlights it. So it's not telling someone what he wants or where he needs to go. It's really highlighting the things that he's already told us that driver, he or she, or, or that dispatcher or owner of a company has told us about that. We build profiles in each carrier and then we use that information to highlight and, and offer the loads that, uh, that kind of fit that criteria for And them. it kind of brings up the term synergy. And I'm not talking like the eighties when we used to buy out a bunch of companies, but you know, what is lane synergy and carrier synergy? What kind of is that? term for folks who are not as familiar on this side of the fence. Uh, what, what's kind of the goal with that? 
it's really matching. It's really matching someone who, you know, us going and saying, I have drivers um, who want to go from, you know, Allentown to, to Philadelphia or down, you know, to, to Virginia every day. And then really highlighting that to our customers and back and forth, offering the, the correct opportunities from our customers to our carriers and showing our customers what our carriers want and how that our network and how we've consolidated that can kind of, uh, can highlight the needs for both sides and really connecting the two um, quicker. That's, I feel like that's half the battle is just making the connections and and figuring out like what the shipper wants and what the carrier wants. And then often we're at like two different areas and data is a big part of that. So when we're looking into the kind of data, what is stuff that is the most important when you're looking at, we're we talking like OD pairs, we're we talking about length of haul or rate. What are some of the big things that carriers are looking at? You know, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I think, you know, the head haul back haul days are, are kind of over with technologies really put things at fingertips, right? So, you know, when that regional trucking company needed to get back to home before and they would look at, you know, cheaper rates, that's kind of kind of antiquated now where they have access to thousands and thousands of loads on, on either way. So really it's looking at what fits that company's needs as far as what they want to accomplish, right? So a company, you know, drivers getting over every night is extremely important. So figuring out what that company's individual needs are and being able to highlight from a data perspective, it's more of, I mean, there's so many different data points. Um, you can sit here all day and have a hundred analysts. But it's really, it's really our technology and our data just needs to complement our drivers and our customers. It's not a replacement of it's it's in, in lieu. It's an addition to. I think that's what's helped us be able to match a lot of our carriers to to customers' needs and and really in, in any sort of market volatility as well. Being able to kind of uh, you know create those relationships and supplement them with data, not replace it with technology. And I think the know? data helps you to find the type of care. I remember when I was starting, I, I did a little tour as a broker when I did trucking as well, and. You'd have different types, market carriers. You had the ones that, like you said, the traditional looking get back to my routed customer. And I guess now, does this kind of open the door to a carrier that feels like I've got two extra trucks. Now I can just use all of these tech platforms and keep them running without feeling like I have to solicit a form of business. Is that kind of what we're looking at? Yeah, I think that, you know, our job as a broker is to consolidate these smaller companies and really give them access to opportunities they wouldn't normally normally get unless they were larger, unless they want to make a huge investment in, into sales. But it's more of the what you see now is the relationship building being key and telling my people, you know, our people at Circle, who who are the carriers that that you need to call? So that way we're not taking someone who's never ran a lane before. We're offering that lane to the carriers who have hauled it consistently. They don't get lost in that. Um, and I think that's going to be really important through the next kind of six months to, to a year of the market is really highlighting that and making sure that we're offering the right right truck you know, for that load at the right time. I think that's extremely well, important. Well, it reminds me when I was an account executive and that competition between carriers bringing the rates and the relationship versus a new incumbent who's undercutting. It reminds me, do you see that's kind of in the next six months with rates being as they are in the market? Is that going to be where this technology allows you better visibility and you can see that kind of relationship versus for me, it used to just be rates and then we'd kind of have a vague idea and yeah. someone gets mad and says that I should have given it to somebody else. <laughs> I think it's creating better conversations with carriers too, right? So it's not just who's cheapest. It's, hey, you know, this is this market's going to be really volatile and, and having that partnership and where you're saying, you know, I understand, you know, fuel's up and this and really making adjustments for those carriers um, and, and density. And nobody wants this this spot market craziness. Everybody wants some consistency with their business. And I think that, you know, carriers need it. We need to provide it because it comes with increased service. And so it does definitely facilitate, you know, increased conversations, being able to highlight 
that carrier who, who's taking that load a lot and being able to showcase that at, at, throughout a company instead of just being one person who maybe sees it and has a relationship with a dispatcher. You know, at Circle, we're able to create relationships with owners of trucking companies and have higher level conversations. I think we've had, I don't know, 15 to 20 carriers in our office in the last couple of weeks. Um, and we're going to be continuing that the rest of the year to really make sure that we're partnering with these carriers through through volatile times. And kind of like technology, making yourself a broker of choice for the carriers. If I sign up for this stuff Absolutely. and I'm wanting to use a platform, what are kind of the first steps? I'm assuming I just put in my carrier packet or if I've got a relationship, do I just see a load board or am I still working with a rep? How does this technology help augment it? It's it's a little bit of both. It's kind of, uh, we want to be able to, for carriers to be able to have the ease of access. So yes, you can go sign up at circleloads.com um, and you can go there and you can sign up with us and you can fill out a packet online and you can book a shipment. Um, but immediately, immediately once you book a shipment with us, you're going to get a phone call. And that phone call is basically going to be like, hey, you know, thank you for working with us, some um, verification, and then also like a profiling. Hey, like what, you know, what do you do? What's your kind of bread and butter lanes? What kind of equipment do you have? Stuff like that. And that goes into the system and that kind of starts generating the next movements, right? That generates the loads you're offered, the emails you'll receive. If you don't want emails, you'll be able to opt out, um, but kind of takes it from there. So, but also too, you have a rep that you can call at any point in time, you know, and and being that kind of access to, for carriers to have that sort of, uh, you know, choice you know, freedom of choice of how they run their business. It's our job to complement that, not, you know, try and try and dictate it. So. From like a rep standpoint, I remember I came from a trucking startup that had a few digital brokers. And one of the brokerages was having some trouble because the reps were getting frustrated that the algorithm started posting up rates and they didn't have any say so over it. So they'd be taking auto losers or it'd be booked under them. Is that something where with the technology, is there kind of a balance between like, Carriers are going to take advantage of the best rate, but at the same time, like that, that rep doesn't want to be just stuck with a, a big old goose egg. Yeah, you know, our, our reps really, the, the technology is going to support them. For example, they're carriers that go online and they're booking those loads. It gives them access to maybe more freight than a single rep can see. So we're actually seeing great improvement in those relationships. And the, and the carrier reps are, are, are appreciative of it. They actually really like it because they can't see, you know, the thousands of loads that Circle moves, you know, at, at one time. But now their carriers are able to see it and they're able to facilitate and guide that relationship instead of the the whole the grind of a carrier rep days. You know, those are those are going away. And it's really you know, moving toward, you know, more of the account management thing where that, that carrier rep is having higher level, robust conversations with, with uh, leaders of, of these trucking companies to figure out, you know, how they can, how they can facilitate growth. How do we bring the trucks they have to our customers and say, here's the strength that Circle has, you know, from our network and, you know, and, and be able to, to relay that to them and also back to the carrier. That kind of blows my mind because when I started as a carrier rep, that's exactly what you do. You get them on the phone and you're like, hey, which way are you going? Let me look at my internal load board real quick. Do you want this one? Do you want this one? And you'd be tied up on your line. And uh, the funniest story I saw was this guy was uh, one of the reps. He would just text him or email him and they'd get on to him. They're like, you're not doing your 10 calls per hour. You got to step it up, bro. And he's like, look at my numbers though. I'm using this technology to book for me. Like, uh, is that kind of the future, we, right? Yeah. We still want people on the phone because that's how we don't want the transactional just email, but the but the actual manualness of booking a load and things like that, we want to be streamlined because we want our people on the phone cultivating relationships. You know, it is if someone's just like, oh, here's a rate over an email, you're not creating a sort of long lasting um, relationship with with companies. There's been a few companies I've worked with that have gone from five trucks to twenty to thirty trucks over the course of a few years because you know we're in, inserted in their business and them with us as well. So that's where you talk synergies and, and how kind of we grow together. That's that's really what what I pride myself on here, and, and that's why I know a lot of our employees do as well. That's one thing I was curious about. We're talking about 
uh, AI-driven bots as well, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Uh, is that something where you're looking at like load boards you can't get access to or see, so you're trying to pull additional data to provide them, or is that something where this technology is just trying to aggregate more loads to to offer? It, it's it's really just consulting our behaviors, right? So knowing that maybe we're better in a in a certain market than others, maybe we we buy a little bit better than we feel, um, you know, our competitors do in a certain area. It really highlights our behaviors and kind of br- brings it together to bring a solution to our customers in more real time. It's not about just like going to bid on more loads just to get more transactional freight. It's really about taking our behaviors at, at a larger size and being able to bring it together and say, okay, what does Circle do different? Where are we better? Where you know, or where do we need to improve on? And being able to highlight those things instead of just saying oh, here's a rate or here's this, but actually having, you know, the probability of us being, you know, being able to cover that with the right carrier at the right price at the right time and being able to showcase that to our customers um, instead of it just being this random, everyone bids the bottom and, and uh, you know, everyone's kind of maybe left with it, you know, holding in their hands when they can't execute. We try to, we try to make sure that we're making data back decisions when it comes to, to our customers and our carriers and make sure that we can follow through on those. Well, I think in this market as well, you're almost stair-stepping downwards competing against brokers and carriers. I've had that happen a few times where you pull the lane data and you say, oh, well, we buy at this. We always buy at this. And you zoom in and you're like, no, there are two carriers that do this stuff. And that's why it looks like you buy this way. And the next thing you know, you lose like 300 bucks and I get yelled at. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing is with it, you got to, the way you learn is by making mistakes. And and, in here, you know, people are going to make mistakes as long as we do it with, with integrity, with our carriers, integrity, our customers, and with utmost service, you know, mistakes are, are, are totally going to happen, especially in this market. But as long as, you know, we take care of our carriers, we take care of our customers and service first mentality. Um, you know, that's something that's that's not, you know, not an issue. I feel like service is going to be such a big deal and going into service into scorecards. And so I've seen it from like big trucking. We tried doing driver scorecards, but there's way too many drivers. So it was hard to figure out. But from a carrier scorecard, what are some big things that go into it that a carrier should know about? That way, when they call a broker and the broker's kind of on the fence about it, what are ways you know you can look at it and then improve upon it? You know, on time, on time pickup and delivery is obviously important, but more of that is the enhanced visibility is is a state standard. Um, here at Circle, we're at ninety six to ninety eight percent enhanced visibility with a fifteen minute updates to our customers, and and that's the that's the gold standard. That's what customers want. You know, you can see where your Amazon truck is when it's coming to deliver to you. Why can't you see? Why can't a shipper see where uh, their job site delivery is going to be? And so that's for us you know, the carriers, the carriers that we use the most. They're carriers that are that are leaders in enhanced visibility, whether it's through ELD trailer tracking um, or cell phones as a last resort. But that's really where where the the gold standard is for us. But things like um, just communication um, through electronic means is is important, but also uh, the the on-time pickup delivery obviously is critical, but it's just communication. And we highlight that through the enhanced ability and through just talking to our carriers. And, and that's how our scorecards are kind of done. And, you know, carriers want to be, want to be seen well. They don't like when, when, you know, maybe a driver has, you know, doesn't do the right behavior. So being able to be transparent with our, our carrier partners about where they, where they are and what they can do to improve and what we can do to improve for them too is important. And we're talking about the scorecard. Is it one where it's like all of them? So I got to run a bunch more loads to fix it? Or is it kind of like a rolling rate? I think Uber Freight did one because I pissed them off one time with my startup where we'd failed some loads, but then it was a uh, it was a snapshot, so it kept moving up. So it kind of like the the failed loads disappeared. Is that something with a scorecard? Is it more of a static thing that I just got to run more loads and improve, or is there something where maybe I get a little help down the line by waiting it out? You know, we don't we 
we don't really use that that, that rigid of uh, behavior. It's more of just a, a way for us to make better decisions, right? I, I don't like to, you know, someone has a bad month or a bad quarter um, or something like that as a carrier. I don't like to be so rigid. Say, oh, we're not using them. That seems kind of, um, you know, not not the smartest thing for us to do as a business. But it just highlights a conversation, really. You know, it really just highlights a conversation needs to ha- get half, you know, had between a carrier before they take a significant amount of business about improvements. It's more of a coaching tool. It's more of a working together, a, a networking thing. Hey, we need to have a conversation with this carrier about some of the expectations that we have. But I'm not going to say no to to someone because they maybe had a bad couple of weeks until we've dug into it and, and see what the kind of root causes are and talk about it. That's what I was curious about because I know equipment's been problems, trailers. I even like, I was reading a few articles about trailer repair shops saying that they used to just not even repair these things. And now they're losing money on certain ones because it's sitting in their dock and they're waiting on parts. Like, is that something where y'all are seeing some of those issues with just the supply chain that's impacting these carriers? There's a lot of maintenance, um, you know, more maintenance issues. But again, that you know, carriers that that are communicative about it, and and you can see that we know when the carrier when there's bad equipment or something like that, and and there's a you know shorter hauls, you know, it'll be more allowed, you know. But you know, but it's just about each each customer, I and mean, we have. Uh, I mean, over a thousand different customers we haul for in a month. And so each customer has different requirements, and different needs. There's going to be a, there's a place for it. Right. And I think that over time carriers, as they mature their business coming out of the pandemic are, are going to kind of get their maintenance cycles back, but it's not something that's overall an issue. I think it's just something that just, again, facilitates a conversation between that rep, you know, the, for those loads and that carrier and making sure that there's transparency and, and communication there. It's really, that's the most important thing. As well, I was curious about as well, because especially the communication part with the customer, certain customers have expectations expectations and the commodity as well. Is that something where I've, have you seen Absolutely. carriers paying more attention to saying, hey, where's this thing really picking up out of in terms of facilities? Or is that where now that the environment's loosened up for capacity, are they just taking what they can get even if the customer may take a little longer? No, I think carriers uh, carriers know what they want. And I think they know what kind of commodities they want, what weights, what times, uh, pickup times. I think that the technology improvements has really showcased that to carriers where it's not just that, oh, I have to take this. And I think that it's important for our customers. You know, they know, um, you know, what they need to do in order to be a shipper of choice. Um, and they actually want that. They want to know what carriers think. Speaking of scorecards, they they want to know what what carriers think of their facilities. We've had multiple Fortune, you know, Fortune 500 companies talk to us recently about wanting to know what, you know, the carriers think of, of their facilities, of their times, of the commodity, of their loading procedures. Um, I think in the next, you know, six to 12 months, you'll see that become even more and more transparent of, of people wanting that. And it's because, you know, drivers that had to sit outside um, in the cold during the pandemic and go inside and things like that. Those issues came to light. And, and I think we're seeing a lot of improvements in that long term because of that kind of transparency of scorecards and surveys and things like well, that. That's a good sign because I remember the feedback was the hardest. Even when I was a carrier and a broker, you could tell them the one thing, but it didn't always get back to the next person. So you'd have like a tire person, let's say Goodyear, for instance, and they wonder why it takes so long to floor load the tires and you just don't find out until later that it was one of the DCs that decided to do something. So that's kind of like one of the opportunities with the technology as well is you can get that feedback, not only from carriers, but you can, you can have that two-way communication, right? Theoretically. I feel like that that's like the obligation of being a partner, you know, is telling is telling our customers what, you know, they're kind of here, you know, these are issues that are causing, you know, maybe some service issues or maybe a lack of uh, carry capacity for your shipments because of this, this, this and this, you know, you have only open 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. for pickup or, you know, you don't have facilities for drivers. You don't have on-site parking or a waiting room or whatever. And they want to know that they really do. And it, it's not the old days where, 
you have to just say, you know, oh, yes, please give me loads. It's, it's a facilitated dialogue both ways. And I think it's really important to be transparent with both, both of our customers. Our customers are our carriers and our shippers. We have two, and it's important to be, be, uh, to be transparent to both of them. And looking into modes as well, I'm hearing about power only becoming a big deal. A lot of technologies helping connect carriers you know, with power only freight. Is that something at Circle? Do you look into specific modes like power only as well for the offerings? Or is it right now uh, the technology and everything's towards like live live or, you know, instead of preloads? No, actually drop trailers have been one of the uh, largest areas for us of growth um, lately. We've been, that's something that brokerages normally never did um, before, but we've been able to really, really build that out more to where there's no difference for us from uh, with drop trailer shipments than it would be dealing with a large asset carrier uh, at all. Our customers haven't had any sort of drop off when they've used us um, in drop trailers. And, and we've had that opportunity through the pandemic and we do some power only stuff, but I think that that's, um, not really a, a huge you know area of growth for us, but creating custom solutions for for our customers um, with drop trailer programs or relays and, and and things like that is definitely something that we've that we showcase because it get, again gives carriers consistent business. Well, I think that in context that kind of blows my mind. I remember even back in nineteen when I was a broker, you it was a pain in the neck to deal with you know preloaded trailers and dropping hooks and all the because there was so much involved and I guess a lot of shippers didn't care about technology. Is that one of the cool things of the pandemic? At least now, because it was so hard to find a truck, everyone has to embrace this stuff. Yeah, and the technology's helped be able to keep track of trailers, um, not have trailers getting lost at uh, at different shippers and receivers. That's helped a lot. I think that before that probably was a huge issue. Oh, okay, you're going to drop trailers into a yard, and you're never going to know where they are at or see them ever again. Um, but we don't. That's that the technology's almost mitigated that fully. Um, and again, it's just about creating a, an operating process that's transparent with your customer and your carriers. That way, everybody knows exactly what's expected. Um, people want to be successful. You know, carrier. Everyone talks about, oh, well, this carrier did this. Carriers want to be successful. If we set upfront expectations, we listen to their their wants and needs, and and we create a solution that fits both of them. That fits the carrier's needs, wants what they need to do, and also what the customer's expectations are from us. And small carriers versus large carriers with the technology offerings and stuff. Has that kind of helped both sides? or has it mostly benefited some of the smaller carriers that haven't really had the access before? Because I remember a large carrier I had, we'd work with stuff, we had the EDIs, we kind of just sent it. But for smaller ones, is this kind of like the game changer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So small carriers are able to to get access to to shipments, get access to to rate data, things like that quicker than they ever have before. Whereas large carriers have been having that for years because they have their own, you know, their own databases or their own, you know, the money they spent. So for, you know, the one to 10 truck trucking companies being able to have access to the, the data, the technology, um, or I think it has been a game changer. That's why I think you're still seeing, you know, an increase of people joining the market. It's not just rates. It's the, it's the ability to grow their own business. And, you know, rates are obviously high. So you saw a lot of new, new trucking companies start, but I think you'll still see that even as, as rates, you know, kind of maybe level off is because of the technology makes it a lot easier for these small companies to compete and to be able to provide a service that, that obviously, you know, shippers and brokers need. And so right now, kind of a, kind of a prediction here. I'm, I'm curious, we're coming into fourth quarter. Things seem kind of maybe yes or no in terms of the peak surge. What are y'all seeing on the ground right now in terms of carrier behavior? Has anything changed over the past few months? I think that carriers, um, carriers are understanding of what's going on in the economy. I mean, you know, look at the news. It, it, the economy's obviously going through some hiccups. Um, and so carriers are wanting to have the conversation about what does consistent business going into to 2023, you know, look like. Um, I think in, in previous years, it'd be, you know, more shorter term conversations of, hey, you know, these rates for peak or these trailers. 
but we're seeing people wanting to have more long-term conversations right now. And, and we're facilitating those as we speak and really putting ourselves and the carriers in a, in a good position going into 2023. We're really excited about it, actually. And I think a lot of people are a little bit more scared. I think that, that we're excited to get back to back to the roots, providing great service, um, creating cultivated relationships for our customers or customers and carriers. I think that that Circle's really excited about, about what the future holds for us and, and for the carriers. That's that what I kind of feel like as well. If you have the fundamentals right, if you're a broker or carrier and you figured it out, you can survive any term of it. It's the ones that have figured it out and they came in during the freight rush or the the truck rush that's kind of what it feels like now for final for folks interested in reaching out want to get connected with circle or connect with you as well and learn more about the tech what's the best way to get in contact with y'all um, CircleLoads.com is uh, is our uh, is our our load board for for our carriers. You do have to be be signed up, but you can do that for everybody else. CircleDelivers.com. Um, for me personally, two six zero two zero eight. 4,500. Um, I answer my phone all the time. I, I, I answer calls from carriers, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, if there's an issue, um, anybody else for, for anything like that, we'll get you in contact with the right people for your business needs, especially for the drivers out there. Um, I'll get you a carrier up signed and, and get you in the system. But um, thank you. Yeah. Our, our base at circlelows.com. We have a chat bot on there too, that can communicate and answer questions about loads you have, or kind of point you in the right direction of who, who, what department you need to get a hold Perfect. of. Perfect. Well. Thanks so much, Jason, for coming on the show. We'll look for you at F3 as well. So looking forward to seeing what y'all are working on. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate you having me. That's going to be a wrap for today's show, but you can check us out. We are on Apple, Spotify, Freightways.com slash loaded and rolling even as well. And then additionally, you can find the loaded and rolling newsletter, uh, Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings. Uh, I know it's a weird time, but there's like a time zone difference. So it works out. It, it's pretty good stuff. A little bit of everything around the industry. Crazy times we're living in. So definitely keep an eye out, but really excited to see how load boards and digital freight mastering are happening and very excited to have the circle folks on again. Uh, you can check us out though. That'll be it for today. Next week, we'll be doing it live as well. That's a wrap. I'm Thomas Watson. This was Loaded and Rolling.